This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series after Arsenal have won a hugely, hugely important game against Aston Villa. 1-0 at Villa Park. Goal from Bakayo Saka uh, continuing his good form and getting into double figures for the season. Uh, amazing stuff. This is, of course, our reaction show in which we get you guys as the focus. Chatbox takes priority. We're going to go through lots of your thoughts and feelings and your questions over the next 25 minutes or so. And uh, yeah, we're going to kick off by jumping into the chat. Uh, I know a lot of people obviously talked uh, way ahead because I set up this stream like three hours ago, but I've been working. So uh, it's the earliest I can get on to talk to you all. But uh, I hope you're enjoying yourselves. I hope you're having a good uh, weekend. Good morning to everybody. Fantastic result in D Fluff, Utabi. Lovely stuff. Amandeep says, never, ever disrespect Herr Leno. (laughs) Lovely stuff from Bert Leno. Julian, afternoon, Tom, and all the superb effort today on what team spirit we have. Rambo hugging Leno at the final whistle. It just goes to show that team spirit, the togetherness of this group uh, is so, so good to see. Okay, let's get some talking points going. And, and then we can kind of feed into the, the chat box. If you haven't already done so, please do drop a like, of course. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Um, so we're going to kick off uh, with talking about the kind of what this means, uh, to be honest, and what this is for Arsenal. Because getting a point in the, or getting three points in this game and pushing ourselves as far up the Premier League table as we have done is huge. I mean, when you look at the Premier League table as is, Right now, Arsenal are four points clear and still have a game in hand over Manchester United. That game in hand, of course, is against Chelsea. But knowing that we can, you know, drop points in that game and it's it's not the end of the world. We've also got the Spurs game to come as well. And that could put us a massive nine points ahead of them if we were to win that. And, you know, we played the same amount of games with them. So it's starting to level out. West Ham United, six points behind us, having played a game more too really, really positive of where we currently sit. And I want to know how confident you are in the chat box about 
thoughts around whether Arsenal will finish in the top four this season because it's looking good at the moment. We've got some tricky fixtures. You know, Aston Villa uh, are a very good side uh, and getting a win at Villa Park is not an easy feat. Just ask Manchester United uh, and Liverpool for that matter. But uh, we think about what we've got coming up. Crystal Palace away, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs, Southampton away is not going to be easy by any means either. They're, they're a team that will turn things around. And we need to make sure that we control things. And that's what some bloke says in the chat. Another well-controlled performance. The chance creation was very high. Just need to have taken a couple of them to have made the game as comfortable as we deserved. Graham, TC, it's been a fairly successful week for Arsenal. Two clean sheets and wins. Six points. Apart from that, 10 minutes against Liverpool, we have looked fairly solid. Uh, Good evening to John. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well, mate. Paul James says we are playing like an elite team. We are no longer easy to beat. Even with the key players missing, we should target third. Chelsea, of course, currently winning uh, as we speak against Middlesbrough. But we've got a huge game when we play them. When we play Chelsea, if we can get anything from that game, if you imagine getting a win at Stamford Bridge, which, you know, we did last season, we can repeat that again. It would be massive in the context of our season. Maggie says, has anyone checked in on Martinez? Has he done an interview yet talking about how Arsenal abandoned him? Oh, it's just glorious. It's glorious irony is what it is. Uh, and the fact that he obviously had the sun in his eyes, so he couldn't save Saka's shot. It's just it's even better. Uh, Safiso says the six away games are the tricky ones. If we can at least win four or six of those, then top four is guaranteed for us. I mean, when you look at what we've got coming up, the away games that we've got left, we've got Crystal Palace, we've got Southampton, we've got Chelsea, and we've got West Ham and Newcastle. You look at the West Ham game and you look at the Chelsea game and they're the, the, the two big ones, along with Spurs, of course, that still needs to be rearranged. Crystal Palace is always a little bit of a banana skin for us and we don't enjoy playing against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. We've got really bad memories going there, but you know we know that we can get results if we need to. Newcastle are real unknown right now. We don't really know what you're going to get from them. And then Man United, when they arrive at the Emirates, are going to face a wall of noise because the, the, the crowd at Arsenal is just so, so good. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant to see as well. Apologies, I'm going to keep drinking throughout the show because uh, <laughs> quite a lot of screaming during the game. Um, Riley says, United were 2-0 up in the 70th against Villa away and conceded two to tie the game. We were 1-0 up and dug out a win and kept the clean sheet. The defence has been a revelation. Uh, Dol Quanane says, uh, just in case you've missed or not seen the table, take a good look again. Also, Ramsdale hugs and congratulations with Leno on his injury time match winning save. I mean, Leno coming in was always going to be a worry. Like, I don't think there are many fans out there that weren't worried in some shape or form. And I think that there were elements of Leno's game that showed the difference between him and Ramsdale. The distribution in particular was a big one. You think about how we kicked the ball long quite often uh, with Leno and, and that really superseded possession and, and conceded possession way more than we should have done. And that's because he's just not simply anywhere near as comfortable on the ball as what Ramsdale is. And that is going to be a little bit of a pain in the next upcoming games. But look, if Leno continues to play well, Ramsdale's got to fight for his place back. We want competition in the squad. We want players that are coming in to play well. Look at what Cedric's done with Tommy Asu. There's no guarantees that Tommy Asu, you know, comes straight back in. I think a lot of us assume that he will after the international break. But if Cedric's playing as well as he is, Tommy Asu also has to try and fight to get back into the Arsenal team for that game. Uh, Akmal says, only one shot on target conceded at the very last minute as well. Probs, uh, props to our solid defenders. Thomas says, I thought Martinez was going to score for Villa when he went up for that final free kick. I don't think you're the only one. 
Thomas at all. Sam Chester says, just play Saka in the away games. He loves an away goal, apparently. Tem Cup finals left, boys, says Alex. Uh, Tulip says, who is the player of the season so far for you? I mean, Martin Erdegaard again was brilliant. I think one of the perform. I think Erdegaard's performance today is like one of those ones that goes under the radar a-, a little bit more. It's not anywhere near as kind of flashy. And you know, to be honest, I thought he could have taken a shot. There was an opportunity he had right at the start of the game when the ball I think was played in by Saka onto his right foot, and he wanted to get onto his left, and eventually he was crowded out. But he should be trying to work on his right foot a bit more. But I still think he's been the standout, followed by Ramsdale, Tommy Asu closely behind. And then 2022, if you want to talk about 2022 specifically, Thomas Partey has been our best player without a shadow of a doubt. Thomas Partey has been the Atletico Madrid Thomas Partey that I've been longing to see ever since we decided to buy him. And finally, we are starting to see it. The dominant displays in midfield, the way in which he bosses opposition players. It's just excellent. Uh, And you can't really ask for too much more than what we saw from Thomas Partey today either. Let's, uh, Trevor says, Pini Ween likes Harry over Tom. He said it. Ask Harry. Did he? Did he indeed? Oh, so I can I see what's going on. I was in the chat box of Harry's show. And if you've joined me after listening to Harry, good choice, because he's a fantastic content creator and you should be subscribed to the Chronicles of Aguna. Um, I'll look into that. Pini Ween, I've got my eye on you, mate. Come on. TGT crew in the house represented. Uh, Axel says, have nothing against Eddie as a person and professional, but he is simply not good enough. Gave us absolutely nothing when he came on as usual, running around like a maniac and making fouls. I can't really disagree. And, you know, it's because I agree with you. (laughs) I don't think we should be looking to bring him on. I don't know what he gives us, really. Uh, He'll probably go and score, obviously, in the next game, because that's the way that things go. I don't know what he... I really don't know what he gives us um, at all. Uh, I I think that I'd rather see Amari Hutchinson come on and Smith Rowe go to, say, a false nine or, you know, give Mika Biereth a chance from the youth team. You know, he's not going to be here at the end of the season. Why not give time to someone else to come off the bench? It's not like they can do much worse, really. Uh, So Hill says, Tom, how are you feeling after listening to pundits taking note of Arsenal's progress finally? Uh, unfortunately I've I've got so sick and tired of it I mostly turn off the punditry because it's just so it's been so ignorant of Arsenal this season that I I thought what's the point in listening to it but I'm going to have to go back and have a listen match of the day tonight definitely one to watch Uh, Sam Pepe is a goal down kind of substitute Arteta got it wrong Hey, look, Sam, you've brought it up, so I'm going to discuss it. And look, I think Harry made a really good point about this, uh, which is obviously talking about the kind of social side of this with with uh, with Nicolas Pepe. I understand that you, bringing on, say, Tavares, who is who I would have brought on instead of Pepe in that moment for Saka, um, would absolutely dent Pepe's confidence. But I, what, what I would say is I don't think there's anything wrong with saying bringing Pepe on and playing him up top instead of Nketiah. I don't think there's anything wrong with suggesting that. Like, if you want to bring Pepe on and stick him up there in front of, uh, in place of Lacazette, fine. Then bring Tavares on and play him in the wide area. I don't see why you wouldn't do that because Nketi is offering us absolutely nothing at this stage. The issue is, is that Pepe, and I wrote about this, and it's a piece that's coming out in an hour, just under an hour's time at seven o'clock, is that when I look back, when I went and looked back to the stats, we've he's not scored at all in games in which he's come off the bench that we were already in a winning position. He's come off the bench and scored in games where we were drawing or losing, like you think about Wolves the other week. And, you know, when we're being dominant and we've got the ball and we're in possession and, you know, the opposition are, are sitting back and absorbing pressure, that's great. That's that's Pepe's bread and butter. That's what he's good at, breaking that down and, and helping us in those moments. But when the game is in a state where you're holding on to the lead, he's not the player to bring on. And I don't buy into the argument that, 
Arteta did it because he was looking to try and get an extra, um, get another goal and go two or three goals up. I understand that's what he wanted to do, but I don't agree that in that game state moment, Pepe is the right choice. And I would bring on Tavares still. Tavares, you think about back to when Kieran Gibbs will come on and play ahead of Nacho Monreal. What's wrong with bringing Tavares on in that instance? Like if we went a goal down or if we were drawing, I get it, bring on Pepe. But you don't have to feel forced you don't have to feel entitled that you have to bring him on. And, you know, I thought that was a little bit of a... That was a strange one. But as I say, I'll go into a lot more detail in the article that's coming out a bit later. Um, Omar says, on the day Tom has his away shot on, I have mine too. Coincidence? Uh, I, just, I don't know. We were playing in yellow, so I just kind of grab it. It's just... It's such a nice shirt. Like There aren't there aren't many more Arsenal shirts that I can say I like more than this one. Hence why our Raw Reaction show colour scheme is, is matched based upon this shirt. Um, Mr. J says, hi, Tom. Do you feel that with Ramsdale missing, we struggled with playing out from the back, which contributed to us not being as fluent in the second half? Absolutely. And you worded the question absolutely brilliantly. I think that the control that we would have usually in the games and the calmness was lost because Leno has to go long so much more. And I think opposition teams know that as well. And Southampton and Crystal Palace are going to recognise that fact if Leno is still in the, uh, in between the sticks for those games. And they're going to press the back line when we have goal kicks. They're going to force him to kick the ball long and concede possession. And we need to try and find a way out with that. Now, thankfully, like Amandit points out, we've got players like Gabriel with a 97% passing accuracy, and that's going to help us in those moments. But, you know, you have to turn around and say that Leno is limited in what he can give us. Thankfully, he's still a good goalkeeper in the sense that he's a good shot stopper. He's a good saver of the ball. You know, he commands his box fairly well. I'm fine with that. But the distribution is is a big, big problem. Um, Harvey says, do you feel a lot of our shots get blocked during games? Yes, but I think that's because teams crowd Arsenal out. What I would say is that we don't often take the shooting opportunities soon enough. I think that sometimes players take too many touches in the box. I want to get it onto their stronger foot when actually maybe you should be trying to take more riskier efforts with your weaker foot in more un- uh, disadvantageous positions that maybe have a lower chance and a lower XG. But at the same point, you know, if you've got more of them happening, maybe you're giving yourself a better opportunity. And arguably, maybe those chances have a higher XG than wasting time and getting more players time to surround you and block you. But yes, I think you raised a very uh, decent point. Um, Bill says, thoughts on Martin Keon saying that Spurs are favourites for fourth mind games. Yeah, absolutely. You know what Keon's do. You know what Keon's do. Put the pressure on them. They got, you know, they got a lot of They've got an easy run in, um, you know, they've got the easiest run of fixtures. And that's why it's so important that we win that game against Spurs. I mean, would I take a draw? I'm not sure I would take a draw because I think we have to go and win there. It's not like the Liverpool game and the Chelsea game where I'd say we have to, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely bite your arm off for a draw. That's not the phrase, but I'm using it. Um but what I would say is that the Man United game and the Spurs game are must-wins. We have to win those games because they are the teams that we are in competition with for the top four. When we go to West Ham, you know, we've got to try and beat them as well. It's going to be tough. And Spurs have got West Ham tomorrow, a very, very tired West Ham after they played on Thursday. So that's going to be a real frustration for, for them, annoyingly. Uh, thank you, mate, for the donation. Really appreciate that, Dolquan, and really, really do. And Sam as well. Case in point, Saka's goal, quick strike, didn't allow players time to close him down. Exactly. He took it first time, told players to leave it around him and struck it, and we got the goal. You think back to the goal against Brentford that he had. He didn't take extra touches. He got the pass from Partey, and I think it might have been his second touch. He slammed it in the right-hand side of the goal. We just need to take our shots more quickly and more efficiently 
And Lacazette, I think, I'm a bit concerned about Lacazette because I think the effort in which he should have definitely squared the ball to Erdegaard on his right because he was in open space and free, that moment was a Lacazette that was desperate to get on the score sheet, desperate to get a goal. And I'm worried that in the games remaining for the rest of the season, we could see a Lacazette who is reluctant to, you know, maybe play the team game more so than he would have been previously because he wants to get that goal. Um and so I am a little bit concerned about that. Maybe it's just me overthinking it, but I, I am concerned that his desperation to score could lead to him missing some really good passing opportunities. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, I think you're being unfair to Villa. They were playing with Buendia, without Buendia and Coutinho. <laughs> oh, someone tweeted me. Let's give him credit because, you know, if any of you watched my shows in the summer, we did quite a, it was quite a popular show in terms of views. I mean, the most people watched that show about Emmy Buendia and me melting down about not signing him than any other. Uh, and G Boogie uh, at uh, at Comedies, uh, Comedies, Comedies, Connor, uh, Connard, I think on Twitter. Uh, did Buendia play today? Uh, lol. <laughs> you know, I mean, complete deserving of that because I was so in the Emmy Buendia camp. And look, to be honest, if he'd have moved to Arsenal, maybe he would have been a lot better than what we're seeing. I didn't really like his antics with Xhaka, to be honest. I thought that was a bit petty, a little bit, you know, silly. Grow up, Wendia, to be honest. But uh, you know, there's a there's quite a few petulant players in that Villa team, so it's hardly surprising. Uh, Axel says respectfully disagree regarding Pepe. He was brilliant in a counter attack team like Lille. Understand why Arteta subbed him in. In my opinion, he's just not up to the pace of the Premier League. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like we're going to chit on the counter, but we didn't have chances, and every time he got a chance, he lost the ball. We say he's great in a counter-attacking team like Lille, but do you not think he's a great in a counter-attacking team like Lille in Liga, not counter-attacking in the Premier League? It is different. It's not to disrespect Liga, but it is a different level. So we talk about how he was like in that system at Lille, but when you're 1-0 up in the Premier League away at Villa, it's not the same scenario as playing in a counter-attacking team in Liga. It is different. So I'm not sure that... I'm not sure that it works necessarily. Maximilian says, what are the chances that we can challenge Chelsea for third spot? If the tensions at Stamford Bridge continue, they are bound to crumble. Plus, they are still competing in Europe and the FA Cup. You know, the fact that they're still in European competitions and domestic cup competitions means that, you know, we've got a chance. There's a chance for us to push forwards and to try and get something. Igbo says, the ref was, was abysmal, saying Xhaka committed three fouls before he was booked, then failed to book Ashley Young, and Cash was tackling Saka and Smith Rowe, respectively. I don't know how many fouls Xhaka did actually make. Um, did anyone get that on, like, factually, whether or not it actually made three fouls? Um, but look, we know at this stage. It's just, it's common courtesy to acknowledge that the Premier League has awful officials at this stage. We know this. It's just factual. Um, Norris says, Tom, Arsenal are just the real deal, period. Ain't no messing about with this Arteta team. And by the way, the fans were absolutely fantastic absolutely excellent spot on brilliant perfect all of these superlatives that you want to use in a positive context they were exactly that could not have been happier glenn says i think the problem for pepe is he's coming on to catch them on the break when the rest of the side are sitting back uh, in that mindset can't beat them all on his own yeah he can't but i just don't think there's enough evidence out there to suggest that he comes on and does a job when he's never ever scored for arsenal when coming on in a winning position across all competitions he has one goal contribution, which was in 2019 when we were 1-0 up against Frankfurt on the opening Europa League group date. 
Uh, I think it was his sixth game for Arsenal. He came on when we were 1-0 up and he got an assist for uh, Bakai Saka in the 85th minute. That's the only goal contribution he has in any time he's come off the bench when Arsenal were already winning the game. And there are a fair few times that that happened. Uh, Robin says, can I be honest? I think we Arsenal fans are the boy who cried wolf. We've been complaining for years to a point. Our uh, our concerns are rarely taken seriously. Um, hey, look, I think that I, I think there's something to say about the fact that we look into uh, our past. We look into how we have looked at Arsenal. And I think we've been very critical. I think quite rightly at certain times. And I think maybe sometimes too overzealous in others. But ultimately, Arsenal fans are now seeing the unity of this squad. They're seeing the good work that Mikel Arteta has done. And Harry spoke on his show about, you know, feeling good and feeling right about Arteta. I'm not going to sit here and try and claim that, you know, I am in any kind of similar position to that because, you know, I sat here after Villarreal and said he should be sacked. I sat here after Manchester City and said he should probably go with the context of, I think, any other coach at any of the other big clubs in that moment probably would have gone. But what I will do is very happily change my opinion on the manager based upon the evidence that's put in front of me. And the evidence that I've seen this season has been nothing other than absolutely brilliant, um, besides the first three games. Other than that, it's been absolutely excellent. And the transfer window was great. We didn't panic in the January window. We didn't buy just any old player because we could. You know, we, we we were tempering our expectations. And hopefully in the summer, even with Champions League football, it would be great to see what we could do. And I'm so excited for the summer now. I'm really excited to see what could happen. If we get Champions League, I'll be absolutely over the moon to see what we're capable of doing. We've got five more minutes. Let's get plenty more comments into the chat box. Uh, Mike, is there shame on you? <laughs> uh, Greg, we're a shining star. That's who we are. Christoph, Pepe and Eddie are not the lads you want on the pitch in squeaky bum time. I do agree with you. Uh, Axel says, how sexy was Smith Rowe's touch in the first half? He was so good in the start of the game. I think he tied a bit in the second due to a lack of playing time. I agree with you. Um, Martinelli was missed today. Uh, I think we missed his energy down the left. I think we missed his his guile, his determination, his, his terrier-like nation, uh, na- nation? Uh, his terrier-like attributes. I think we we certainly lacked that. Uh, and we do look at, lack a little bit of directness when he's not on the pitch. And that came mainly from Saka on the right. So there you go. Um, Pinoin says, 69 likes on the boards. I'm so immature. Yeah, that is immature. Not only are you you're slandering me on, on Harry's show, but you're jumping here and throwing 69 jokes out. Drop a like on the video and just... Get rid of that number, people. Come on. <laughs> Josh, ha- uh, Tom, has your objective changed? What do you mean, Josh? Do you mean, uh, when you say objectives, do you think like my expectations for what we should do this season? At this point, Arsenal should get top four. I don't think anyone can really sit there and say Arsenal shouldn't get top four from this point of where we are right now. I think it would take someone very, very, very protective over the manager to say that we shouldn't get top four from this position we definitely should um if we don't i think it'll be a big disappointment i wouldn't call it a failure because that would be talking about the expectations at the start of the season a failed season is not achieving what you set out to achieve and i don't think the club set out with the you know with the 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 expectation that they would get top four i don't think that was the expectation i think the expectation was to try and get as high as possible and probably end up around fifth I think that's probably where Arsenal were at at the start of the season. And certainly the first three games lowered that expectation even lower. However, how things have gone this season, we should, now we should finish fourth. Um, And that's why it would be a big, big disappointment in my opinion if it doesn't. But if we don't, 
you know, I think there's a lot of things to be positive about this season, but there will be an investigation from a fan perspective on why we didn't get there. Sam says, Rio Arteta, for me, his only shortcoming, apart from his actual height, was in-game management. He seems to be getting that right now. Smash a light. I think he gets the, some of the subs right. I think that some need improvement. I wouldn't bring Pepe on, for instance, in the game that he did today. I would have brought on Tavares instead. But, you know, the Rob Holding substitution always seems to work. And uh, I love that someone else put a meme on Twitter. I can't, I should be able to give them credit because um, I think it was put into my work group chat. It was from Guna P8 on Twitter who says, when you see Holding come on and do these hand signs, just forget about scoring. And he's like going, talking about a five at the back, three at the back. <laughs> it's great. If you haven't seen that, definitely go onto that account and have a check of it. Um, We're overachieving and I love it, says Jamie. No sleep says, still holding fire on Arteta until the end of the season. The tempo of the last few games has been impressive, although we still need to create more clear cut chances sometimes i do think the expectations of supporters possibly like yourself no sleep are a little bit too high for considering the context of what we are and where we are and the team that we've got it's the youngest team in the premier league you know it's there's a lot more improvement that needs to come from this team and you know there is a level of restrictiveness about it and we are lacking some of the key players in the group as well ramsdale wasn't there today we haven't had tommy acid for a while you know we lost Xhaka for the first part of the season to see what we are doing now, I think is really, really positive. Really, really positive. Um, Crystal says, Tavares started life as a winger at Benfica. He can certainly come and do more. Yeah, I mean, I on the Arsenal way, I interviewed Joao Trelio, who is the uh, former coach of Nuno Tavares when he was at Benfica. And he told me about the reason why they changed him to a, a left wing back. And that was all because um, they just saw his kind of physical attributes lending themselves more to a defensive side. But he you know, is very, very complimentary of what he's capable of going forward. Uh, Nitin says, without any big injury, we should make in top four. With two to three injuries, things can look a bit dire for us. We certainly need to buy good reinforcements along with a striker and a centre mid. Arsenal Granny says, how did you like that summer sort of sack as he has added that to his goal? So, well, someone's got to make up for it now. Aubameyang's gone. I think that's what we've got to come to. I think that's probably where we're at, is that we need to make sure we've, we've replaced the somersaults in the team. It's, just, it's like, you know, we need XS. We've got expected goals. Now we need expected somersaults in the team. That's uh, that's where we're at. Um, Deep 11, yes, your messages certainly are visible. Uh, I've just missed them. <laughs> Sorry. Peanut Butter Jelly Time says, Tom, that Spurs game between the fixtures we have currently is worrying me. Um when is I don't think they've scheduled it yet, so I don't know when they're going to put it. I, I mean, I imagine that they're going to put it in May, because obviously that would be the most opportunistic time for them to get the most money revenue-wise. So I'm expecting them to put it there, and that's probably where they will. Anyway, I said it was only going for th- uh, 25 minutes because I am out this evening, but I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to talk even more about Arsenal and stuff. Uh, apologies that there was no 8 a.m. show today, but I am starting to take. I'm taking match days off. You know what the funny thing is? Is we lost. 25 subs today because I didn't do an 8 a.m. show. Uh, it's a shame. But, you know, if you're not sticking around for the long term, then we don't need you. That's what I would say. Thank you, everyone that has tuned in. Thank you, everyone that is a sub to the channel. Thank you, everyone that is tuning in every day and that left some very supportive messages as well in the comment sections. I really did appreciate those and I read through all of them. Even those that are being critical saying I shouldn't have been posting at 8 a.m. because it kind of counteracted me taking a day off. But I appreciate the concern. 
thank you so much guys for tuning in you're absolute legends if you haven't watched harry's show and harry's reaction make sure you do go and do that on the chronicles of laguna as well i'm sure most of you already have but definitely do if you haven't already and tell him that i sent you of course we will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m and i look forward to talking more about today's game and look forward to hopefully seeing west ham do one over spurs that'll be much appreciated guys see you soon have a great evening and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.